This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. The band Gabriel's released two EPs this past year. The latest is called Bloodline. I'm joined by vocalist Jacob Lusk to talk about it. Hi, Jacob. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. So when I was researching kind of the backstory behind this band, I read up that you also lead a church choir in Compton, and you have a strong background in gospel music. And I'm curious how you and the other members of Gabriel's came up with the sound we hear on this EP. Um, I think the sound is just a blend of everything that we love. I think it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of... A little bit of Compton, a little bit of L.A., a little bit of Sunderland, you know, a little bit of all of the things that make us who we are and our families and our grandparents and our blood, really, and sweat and tears. Just a little bit of all the things that we are, I think. It's the bloodline, this thing came before you, bloodline. How do you think the music of the church informs who you are as a musician? Even in gospel music, there are different uh, types of gospel music, and there's Christian music, and there's worship music. But um, I feel like gospel has influenced other genres, uh, from soul to R&B, maybe even jazz. And I think that there's a real and a rawness to gospel. Like There's a sincerity about kind of singing from your heart and giving it to God, and that's kind of probably the thing that resonates most with me and my vibe is really just making sure that I'm singing from the heart and I'm cutting out the BS. I love it. Um, you were also on American Idol in 2011, and I watched a clip where you were kind of discouraged a little bit by kind of the coaches as part of the show for like belting out every single note to every song that you performed. We got the right foundation, yeah. What I was concerned about with Jacob is that it's an incredible fireworks show when he sings. You see it week in, week out, a lot of licks, a lot of runs. It, it loses its specialness. So I wanted him to grab the song and sing it and control it and use that power when it's justified in the song. And I noticed that belting isn't a huge part of this record. And I'm curious if your vocals on Gabriel's reflect the type of performer you are today, or do you feel like you have to kind of take things back a few notches from what you're used to to perform these songs with Gabriel's? Oh, no, it's it's the complete opposite. I think I'm the most myself I've ever been. I'll say this, television is not always what it seems. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll say one thing one second and another thing the next. And... Uh, <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) I I can see how that can happen, especially on kind of reality TV. Absolutely. It's not. It's just don't don't believe the hype. It's yeah. Yeah. It was a beautiful experience, though. I will not negate it. But yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Well, I'm so (laughs) glad that you feel like you can be totally yourself with this project. Yeah, it's it's been a really beautiful thing to really just do what I feel and not worry about. I think that's the beauty of this music. We weren't really worried about pleasing a label or an NR or anyone. It was like we're lit- I'm just singing whatever I feel and whatever I want to do. 
And um, it's been the most freeing experience I've probably had in the music industry because in the music industry, it's always, at least in my experience, working on this type of record. We're wanting this. We need this type of thing and that type of thing. And this is the complete opposite. I do what I want. And yeah. I love that. So when you first released your first EP, Love and Hate in a Different Time, last year, Elton John called it probably one of the most seminal records I've heard in the last 10 years. What was your reaction when you heard that feedback? Just complete shock. And that's it. Like, just like, wow, okay, is this real? All right, maybe. I don't know. We'll see if it's real. (laughs) Um, But just just shock and, and, and gratefulness and just excitement that, you know, our record, you know, resonated with him in that way. It's just a really beautiful and just a really appreciative just to have someone like that even like, no, put my, like have our name in their mouth. It was just, it was just great. talk a little bit about the title track to that first EP, Love and Hate in a Different Time. Like, there are certain lyrics that stand out to me. You know, you talk about, like, the rapture, children smiling through the misery. Can you break down a little bit about that title track song and the story behind it? Well, it's interesting. The first the first line of the song is, last few years that I've seen, walking dead all around me, silent fears, neatly folded dreams, catacombs, black sea surrounding. Catacombs, black sea I think when we wrote the song, I personally might have been in a, in a place of hopelessness. And I think with COVID and everything going on in the world, and it seems like this COVID thing is just never ending. Sometimes it feels like it's just never going to end. And even our dreams, sometimes we like I've neatly folded them and been like, you know, maybe that's not going to happen. I'm just going to put that to the side. And there's something that's amazing about children, no matter what kind of situation they're put in. And it's kind of sad because I feel like children have kind of lost some of that because of technology and different things like that. But they're always able to find joy in the smallest of situations. And I think that that's kind of what some of the stuff was alluding to. But it was also alluding to even how technology has kind of transformed things. It's 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 got a lot going on. But <laughs> to, to those specific lines, that's kind of what the heart of it heart of it was. And yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this latest EP, Bloodline. Um, you know, when I when I look at the data of the most played song by Gabriel's on KEXP, it's the song Blame. And there's a line that really stands out to me in that song, which is, not a slave if I'm already free, not a captive if it's where I want to be. Not a slave if I'm already free, not a captive if it's where I want to be. Tell me more about the message behind that lyric and that song in general. The song is about kind of addiction and indulgence. I was dating someone at the time who was dealing with addiction and some other stuff. And from the outside looking in, I was like, oh, I got to help them get out of this pit. And the more and more we talked about it, it was like, is it really a pit? If that's where that person wants to be? For a lot of people, 
or even ourselves, we often look for blame and we look to place the blame on certain things and certain people. Well, because I went through this as a kid, because I went through that as a, you know, then this is what it is. And sometimes it's not really that black and white. And even, and I'll say the overarching theme, just even within the EP bloodline, there's this thing about it's like in the bloodline, like my dad was an alcoholic and my grandfather was an alcoholic, so I am. My mom was abused. My grandma was abused. My sister was abused, so I'm abused. So it's also this thing of like, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to live that life. You don't have to be what your circumstances are. You can be and do whatever you want to do and be whoever you want to be. And that is like the overarching theme of that EP and even the song Bloodline. I've asked you about a few songs off of, you know, what you've released so far as Gabriel's. I'm curious if there's a song that really stands out in your mind that you're especially proud of. I'm proud of all of them. I don't know. They're all, they all mean different things. I'm really just, and I'm not wanting to say I'm proud. I'm just, I'm. I'm really grateful that Gabriel's found me, I should say, or found us, found me, Ari and Ryan. It's an amazing thing to be making music with two of your closest friends. And like, we love and and accept each other with no reservations. And it's just a beautiful thing to be able to create music with these these guys. I mean, we're totally different. I'm this black, chubby, loud, crazy boy from Compton. Ryan's from Sunderland. Ari's from LA, but his family is Armenian. So there, we're from three completely different, you know, backgrounds. But to be able to come together in this one thing, and this is like my safe place with these guys. We protect each other and love on each other in just a way that I've I've never had. I've never had brothers like this. That has been probably the most beautiful thing for me. And for them to to not look like me is just it's the greatest it's the greatest thing. It's kinda like a like a, huh, you thought it was this? Well let me show you. I got this special thing for you right here. And I'm just really grateful that I'm able to do this with them. I love it. And I heard too that they had to kind of like track you down like at the church where you where you worked <laughs> and like be like join our band. <laughs> well, they we, they weren't a band. So Gabriel's didn't exist yet. Well, technically it did cuz Ryan had kind of done some music under that pseudonym. Um, but the band didn't exist. They were kind of working on music um and doing and scoring films and things like that. And then um you know, they came to the church, of course, and I just arranged a vocal. And then they were like, you might be somebody. Like, cause they hadn't heard me sing really yet. And then when I arranged the vocal, and then we just kind of started doing music for, for fun. It wasn't like a thing. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to be a band and like take over the world. Like, it wasn't that yet. And so it's, it was more of just really just friends getting, I mean, we weren't even friends yet, but they were friends. And then I was like the third friend. And then it was just us, you know, making music that, that we didn't, we had no intention, even a year from today, right? Even a year ago today, we didn't know that it was going to be what it is now. Um, COVID happened and we just put out the first EP. We were like, you know what? We have a song called In Loving Memory and all of the streets were empty. Vegas was empty. You know, places that were never empty were empty. 
And uh, the first line of the song is standing in a spot where the last tear fell. Your magnolia scent still lingers there. And it's kind of this thought of like, even though these places are empty, you can still sense the people, you can still smell the people, you can still feel the people. Standing in the spot where the last tear fell. Your magnolia scent still lingers there. And that's just kind of, we just dropped it. We didn't know it was going to be what it is today. But I'm so grateful that it is. It's, it's one of those things, you dream of a thing. And if you just hold on to that dream, even if the smallest, the smallest, even the Bible says mustard, hold on to that mustard seed grain of it, then you'll be in, you know, you'll be in a good spot. I love it. I mean, what do you think is next for for Gabriel's? Like, it sounds like this project kind of organically came together during COVID, but are you going to run with it? Like, is there a full album in the works? I mean, what do you think is next? Or are you just kind of yes. feeling it out? So we're currently actually, we're in the studio today. We're actually recording um, our album now and hope to release it um, this year. Ah, that's so exciting. Well, I can't wait for what comes next. Well, I've been speaking with Jacob Lusk of the band Gabriel's. Their latest EP is called Bloodline. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.